San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. James Pledger, Jack Thompson, The Saturday Morning Hangover. Well, good morning, San Antonio, and welcome into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I am James Pledger. I am joined by my man Jack Thompson. That is right. We're getting you ready for All-Star Weekend, the latest with the Cowboys scandal. A little bit of news breaking on the Texans, the All-Star festivities, where we stand in the NBA according to best teams, MVP, and what do we think of the Spurs as we move forward into the home stretch of the season? That's right, we're your hangover without the headache. He is Jack Thompson. I am James Pledger. Thanks for joining us this morning. Of course, the Keelbots and Bacon phone lines are always open to you at 656 ESPN, 656 3776. How you doing, my man? <laughs> you gotta bring the mic closer. Gotta bring the mic closer. <laughs> um, I'm tired. I'll tell you that. Is it late night? Late night. Yeah. I, I feel you. Our show, our show is aptly named. It wasn't supposed to be a late la- night last night, but it turned into a late night last yeah, night. And absolutely. It's amazing how easily suckered I can be <laughs> into staying into the bar. Because I had it planned. My buddy. He had just took off. He got in his Uber. I was about to go close out and head home at a nice and respectful 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Plenty of sleep. Yeah. Refreshed. Ready for the morning. Going to close out. I happened to run into another friend of mine. She asked me to sit and have a drink. Next thing I know, it's 345. <laughs> <laughs> yada, yada, yada. I mean, I'm so easily swayed to staying and hanging out with friends at the bar. I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. It could be anything, anything at all. I could have the most important day of my life planned. But if I manage to go out the night before, I guarantee you, somebody, somebody Mm -hmm. is talking me into a bad decision of staying out later than I should. Someone. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I can barely know them. They met me once. They're like, ah, I haven't seen you in forever. I'm like, ah, right. They're like, let's grab a beer. I'm like, cool. And the next thing I know, it's three. It'd it's be like so that. simple. It'd be like that. It's so simple for to just coerce me into staying out. I don't understand why it just happens all the time. Of course, I was at my spot the Rupuff last night. So it's really easy for people to come up to me and convince me to stay. Mm-hmm. Where were you at last night? I was at Camp 1604 and Kung Fu Saloon. All right. Now, I know Kung Fu Saloon. Camp yeah. 1604 is... literally right next door. Okay. It's just like a beer garden. Okay. Because I, I saw some of the pictures... On your on your instas, yeah. And... Camp sixteen oh four has a bunch of like arcade games, so it's pretty. Fun. Really? Yeah. So it's kind of like a slackers. Yeah, kinda. 
but more like chill. No, not 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 more chill. Slackers would be more chill. This one's like loud music, like club music, kind of. Okay. A ton of people. Yeah. All right. Wouldn't say that it's chill. No, it's so loud in there. I mean, I'm down. I want to check it out. Yeah, it's a cool place for sure. It sounds legit, and I'm always up for a new good time. Is good food over there, or is there is there food over there? Uh, at Camp Sixteen Hundred Four, they have the Holy Smokes food truck. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. I didn't, we me and my uh girlfriend we ate at Velvet Taco right there right oh, before. Oh, right, right, right next to the boardroom. Yeah. Right. I don't know. The Velvet Taco. That's the one next to Andretti's yeah. and Top Golf, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's next to the new boardroom, that haircutting mm, place. Gotcha. We had a remote out there earlier this week, and see, whew. literally across the parking lot are Kung Fu Saloon and Camp Sixteen Hundred Four. Tony Ornelas on our Facebook Live says, "I was asleep at eleven. I'm forty four with twin kiddos, dude. Tony, that was my plan too. I was going home by eleven. He had just gotten into an Uber." And now he's saying new spot, so I guess we're going to Kung Fu Panda at some point soon. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> or Kung Fu Saloon, sorry. Um, I get it. Uh, he said he had to wake up at 5.35 and do his taxes. I already did my taxes. So, shockingly enough, nice. not only have I done my taxes, I've already received my return. Nice. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you actually are productive and do stuff early. <laughs> First time ever in my life. I've gotten it done, knocked it out, soon as the W-2s were available, and I think I paid early in the month. That's awesome. I, I was need to, shocked. I still need to do mine. Knock them out, man. It's easy. Literally takes probably a couple hours of your day, an hour, hour, two hours max. Just knock it out and get it done, because it's good. It's good to just have that off your shoulders so you're yeah. not stressing about it the closer that deadline gets, which I think it's April 18th this year because the 15th falls on a weekend. Uh, so I think it's the 18th this year, if I'm not mistaken. Daniel Reyes on his way to work. Jonathan C. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, his tax is done. Needs a little bit extra. Jimenez, Mr. Bragger, telling us how much money he spends to get his taxes done. And that's the difference, though. That's the difference when you have a wife, mm-hmm. three kids, yeah, a house, probably investment properties, if I remember correctly. Like, y- Yeah, you got to pay to have your taxes done. That's a little bit different. I've got one job, I've got no wife, I've got no kids, I'm good. I can easily, easily take care of this. <laughs> Appreciate you, Jason Garcia. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. All-Star Week started last night. We had the Celebrity All-Star Game. Actually, pretty legit. Like seeing MGK out there. Like seeing your boy Miles Garrett out there. Mm-hmm. He is a beast. He tried to he he tried to yam that one. That man is insane. He tried to yam one. He it, yammed several. He threw down a windmill. Yeah, but I mean the one that came off the top. Of, uh, God, he was just. A, 
He is a freak. He, he is. is an absolute freak. He is. He's an athletic freak. But I really, really, really need <laughs> to vent. Because while last night was fun, I enjoyed the celebrity game for the first time in a while. There were more celebrities that I was cognizant of in this game than normal years. That was good. That's what they need. They need more recognizable names mm -hmm. within the All-Star game. Yeah. Remember when it used to be like Biebs and Snoop? Yeah, and they, yeah. they had names. Yeah, yeah. The past few years, it feels like Quavo was their biggest celebrity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they haven't had any real draw into the Celebrity yeah, yeah. All-Star game lately. Last night was awesome. They had stars. Miles Garrett, that dude, was just an athletic freak of nature attacking the rim. Yeah. It, it, even Jack Harlow was just <laughs> legit to see him out there balling. I love Jack Harlow. Yeah, same. I just every as I was watching them, I'm just sports fans have to, you know, <laughs> just I've got what's popping in my head every time he caught the ball. Yep. <laughs> but after that, I really like the new format of the Rising Stars Challenge. Yeah, it was fun. I love the teams. I love the the little pool play tournament that they did, the mini tournament race to fifty. I thought it was cool. Did you see Jay Sean Tate getting ragged on for being like eight years older than the youngest player in it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, when you stay in school, <laughs> kids stay in school, get ragged on by people if you're going to play basketball. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's the moral takeaway from that. I loved the Rising Stars Challenge. I thought that new format twist was awesome. It was However,. Cool. The event that I was so insanely excited to watch where they're recreating shots from NBA playoff history. They didn't even recreate them. They was, were just taking shots. It was it fell so flat. Yeah. It fell so incredibly flat and it just I was so disappointed. I looked at what was going on. Mm -hmm. I was like Oh my God, this is embarrassing. All they have were basically spots on the floor. And they didn't even say what they were yeah. or who did them. That it was, was like stupid. corner three. Yeah. Top of the key. Middle of the paint. Middle of the paint. Like, dude, give me some context behind it, man. I'm trying to watch this at the bar. I'm not at home, obviously, but like, yeah. show me an, an iconic recreation of that shot prior to it. Mm -hmm. Like, show me why it's important. Is, is the corner three, is that a Kawhi corner three? Is that somebody else's corner yeah. three? Top of the key, was that the Jordan over Elo? The the four feet in the paint, was was that magic skyhook, I guess? Your guess is as good as mine. I really don't know. What's the wing three? Like, what was it? What yeah. iconic wing three was there? The only one I can even think of in playoff history of an iconic wing three is when Jordan hit his sixth in the first half against the Blazers and just shrugged after he was just six for six on threes. That's the only thing I can think of with that one. Didn't Robert Ory hit a big wing three as a as a? I rocket? thought his was top of the... Oh, maybe? No? I mean, he's hit a lot of big threes, but yeah. nothing like... Nothing as iconic as like his top of the key one against the Kings. Yeah, yeah. As the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Like, sure. 
but like there was no backstory there was nothing it just fell so flat to me yeah and i was so incredibly disappointing i mean the saving grace of it as tony ornella says was watching scotty barnes struggle with a four-footer yeah a floater <laughs> it, it wouldn't even he but even just like even tyrese maxi was like hey was let me recreating it yeah even Tyrese Maxey was like, let's switch, let's switch, and then he missed the floater two times in a row. Like, what the hell? Just throw it off the backboard. Little, little Tim Duncan fundamental never hurt nobody. Uh, Luis Alberto Arizaga says that it was basically a game of horse. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. It, it kind of felt like it, like just a horse around the world. It felt like a game of around the world. Fastest yeah. time wins. Like, just go to your stations, knock down the shot, and fastest time wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, well, I don't know. Did they have the Memorial Day Miracle shot on the tippy toes there? I don't know. They weren't recreating any of these shots. They were Maybe just one of those them spots. From the spots, yeah. They should have had to, like, actually, re- like, recreate the shot. It's so. So incredibly disappointing. I was, I had to vent about this because I was so excited for this game when I first heard the concept of it. I was like, this is going to be dope. Like, in between the Rising Stars challenge, I'm locked in. This mm-hmm. is what I wanted to see. Yeah. Nothing. 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 It was so bad. Because you have, if you're recreating or taking shots from iconic moments in history like the jordan double clutch over elo like give me the double clutch at the top of the key like i need that like you may not be able to recreate Kawhi's corner three against the sixers with all the bounces and stuff Mm -hmm. but you could do the gather turn pivot away from and you know rainbow arc it and if it goes in it goes in like you don't have to recreate the seven bounces it took on the rim to go through (laughs) But, like, give me something that's similar Mm -hmm. so that I can be like, oh, so that's where that came from. Because at least watching it in a bar with no sound, there was no context. Yeah. No context to what any of those shots were. Mm -hmm. And I'm just supposed to kind of figure it out on my own? Yeah, it was stupid. Not a fan of that event. Thought it was going to be good, but poorly, poorly executed for sure. You know, it's not poorly executed. The Saturday morning hangover. Never. <laughs> we got you all morning long right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Jack Thompson, James Pledger. When we come back, we're going to take a look at All-Star Saturday night, the All-Star game itself, what we expect from DeJounte, what Keldon Johnson expects from DeJounte. We're going to talk about it all next right here on the Saturday morning hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Dirty to me. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I am James Pledger. I'm joined by my man Jack Thompson. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at I am Pledger. He is Jack underscore Thompson 33. Of course, we'll catch up on some of the comments from the break. Apparently, Lenora Gilmore Rotor tells us they did do clips of what they recreated. It must have been early when they first introduced where the shots were going to be. I must have missed that part of it. Uh, She said one of them was Barkley with Jordan. 
but dumb remember what the others did the way they did it was stupid i get it man i feel you i thought it was stupid too just poor execution more so than anything uh taking a look at tonight's all-star festivities mm -hmm. because yesterday outside of the one event letting me down which was the one i was most excited for the rest of it was great i thought what they did with the rising stars challenge was great yesterday and i really thought that what they did with the celebrity game it they brought more celebrities more known celebrities and it was probably as good as the celebrity game's been in five years mm -hmm. probably now tonight Tonight's the night. It's All-Star Saturday night. Don't forget, you can catch All-Star Saturday night right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. We're going to have it for you all starting at 7 o'clock. Skills competition, three-point contest, the dunk contest. It's all going to be here for you, Jack. Mm -hmm. Which are you most excited for? Probably... The three-point contest? Yeah. I love the three-point contest. So do I. So do I. It's had some iconic moments in and of itself. But the dunk, I think, is going to be low-key pretty good because Jalen Green's going to put on a show. That's what I think, too. He's my, he's low-key my favorite for that. And I oh, didn't know yeah. he was one of the betting he's favorites. He's high-key my favorite for that. He, I didn't know he was high-key like one of the betting favorites. Dude, you, I mean... But being a Rockets fan, I know the dude's a flyer. Dude, cats insane bounce absolutely insane bounce i think the dunk contest could be could be as good as it's been in a few years mm. probably since the the aaron gordon nah, show that was put on it's not going to be near that good no no i'm not saying it's going to be that i'm saying it'll be the closest to a good one as we've seen since that yeah i mean obi toppin got some serious bounce mm -hmm. cole anthony has Pretty serious bounce, too. He just doesn't show it a lot. I just don't know why Juan Toscano-Anderson is in it. I mean, he can dunk on people, but I don't know if he's got, like, style dunks in his bag. Like Maybe. That. We'll see. I would have liked to... I would love if Ja was in the freaking dunk oh, contest. Oh, man. Ja would be great. Dude, I, and Ja, have you seen his Insta? Mm-hmm. He is living his best oh, yeah. life right now. Oh, yeah. He's my pick for All-Star MVP tonight. Really? Mm -hmm. Tomorrow night? Or, yeah, tomorrow night, yeah. <laughs> I look at it, Jaw's a great pick for All-Star MVP, actually. Thinking about how they give the starters the run, the mm -hmm. most amount of opportunity to succeed. I I really like that, especially with the way... First time All-Star, he's going to go hard. I think so, too. I think that's going to be a really, really, really good one. Um, But when we look at we both really like Jalen Green in the dunk contest. Mm -hmm. What about the three-point contest? Um, let me peep the contestants real quick. Well, you got your boy, former, former San Antonio Spur, Patty Mills. Mm -hmm. I think he is the second betting favorite in tonight's three-point contest, if I remember correctly. I've got to say, I don't think it's going to be Patty. You don't think it's going to be Patty? No. Okay. I think it'll be... So who you got then? Because it's, it's be got Trey Young. Lee. I think it's going to be Luke Kennard. Kennard. Okay. Man's White boy Luke. Tomatic from three. 
White boy Luke? <laughs> I think it's going to be Luke Kennard with my... Who's he going against in the finals then? Either Trey Young or CJ McCollum. Okay. Because just by name, just by name recognition, I would imagine that Ice Trey is going to sway the line on that, right? Yeah. Desmond Bain. Maybe. He feels like a like a weird addition to the three-point contest, right? Dude can shoot. I I get it, but he's a lesser known, right? He's, oh, absolutely lesser known. He's a lesser known. He's shooting 42%. If that's the case, why not an but, Olympian and Keldon Johnson who's shooting 43%? But this is 42% on seven attempts per game. Sure. Keldon is four attempts per game. Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, I think Keldon should have been in it, for sure. And I think Doug should have been in it. I don't know why Zach Levine's in the three-point contest. That's, I mean, obviously, the man can shoot, but... I mean, you got got Zach in there. Carl Anthony Towns is weird to me. There's always a big, so I'm I'm not shocked there. But isn't Van Vliet hurt? Pretty sure he's hurt. Is he? If he is, that's great news for the Spurs in terms of holding the Raptors draft pick. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I like the Kennard pick, obviously. Dude is just... He's a gym rat. Uh, yeah, automatic. He's three, first man. one in, last one out kind of guy. Yeah. Really heady, mm-hmm. kind of a coach's kid. <laughs> only, only lefty on the list, too. Lefties, and everybody loves to talk about how pretty a lefty's stroke looks. It's always looked weird to me. It's got to be the right shot, but his is his is nice. Because I remember, who was it back in, in the day for the Lakers? Rush? Was it Rush? I'm talking about B-Rush? Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Rush? Rush. I don't remember. If he was I remember people used to just fawn over his shot being a lefty. And I was like, eh... Like, it looked weird to me. It looked weird. Like, the only lefty that didn't look weird to me was Manu. Manu didn't look weird to me. As a lefty. Nick Van Exel. Pretty, Nick, pretty Nick, cold lefty right he there. He was a cold lefty. But Michael the, Red. The stroke has lefty. to be right. Yeah, Michael Red had a weird shot, but he was a, he was a bucket. Oh, no doubt he was a bucket. <laughs> he, was, he was one of those kind of first guys in... in like Milwaukee was coming up, yeah. like he was one of their first ever superstars. Yep, out you know in the nineties two thousands era, like they had a tough time having stars, and they quit. They kept trying to pair them with people like Vin Baker or Clint Robinson. It just never worked out. Poor Michael Redman. What could have been if he actually would have done what players today do and just force his way out of a situation? Yep. Right, mm-hmm. if he would have gotten himself into a better situation somewhere, somewhere somehow, Michael Red could have just been awesome. David Alejandro wants to know: Is this shirt a shout out to D White? A little bit, a little bit. Like he is exactly what the Celtics have been missing. Like we said when the trade first went through, mm-hmm. this could make them really, really good this year. And it's proven to have done that. So what are our thoughts post-trade deadline as we head into the break? Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Derek White, what do the Spurs look like? 
What do we think of the new look Sixers? The new look Nets? The Celtics ruined my parlay the other night, so I Uh-oh. pissed at them. Uh-oh. They lost to the freaking Pistons. Jack is mad at the team of the Saturday morning hangover. Oh, we're going to have to break this down when we come back. Freaking Why? lost to the Pistons. He's man. holding some animosity. Hey, put some name on, uh, on that. They lost to Rising Stars Challenge MVP Cade Cunningham and the Detroit Pistons. Ooh. 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 <laughs> yeah, well, they've got multi-time All-Stars on their team. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Put some respect. They had won three straight. On fighting Cade Cunningham. They had won three straight with the addition of Derek White. And I took them, took Celtics, and I took the under. And it was, I got the under, but the freaking Celtics, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and put Jack on the therapy couch, calm him down with the Celtics not hitting on the Pistons. Coming up next, right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I am James Pledger. I'm joined by my guy Jack Thompson as we get you ready for All-Star Weekend. But before we do, we're continuing to look at the NBA trade deadline as some things went down that have completely altered possibly the way this season shakes out as we move forward. Mm -hmm. The first of which, let's go ahead and start with our San Antonio Spurs. They made a bunch of moves at the deadline, exercising a lot of things, bringing in a lot of draft picks, but the actual product on the floor since the trades have gone down looks so much better. Oh, yeah. You look at what they've done. They're one of, since the trades, which small sample size, three games, they were in every game. Their only loss was to the Bulls, in which DeMar DeRozan went full-on MVP and showed you why in the final two minutes as he took that game from the Spurs, who had the lead at that point. Mm-hmm. Like He's the best closer in the league. Incredible. But Spurs have looked incredibly efficient on both sides of the floor, played extremely well. I, uh, I like what I've seen oh, yeah. of this new-look Spurs team. I think this is a possible playoff team now. I think this is a team that can actually push A for the play, and especially, especially now when you talk about the injury to mm-hmm. Anthony Davis yeah. as the nine seed Lakers continue to sputter and fall down the charts. They are sitting in ninth right now, the Trailblazers in 10th, and you've got two games behind the Trailblazers going into the All Star break and four games behind the Lakers at nine going into the break. Mm-hmm. I like what I've seen. What about you, Jack? Yeah, I mean, the offense is flowing way better. I mean, we're seeing DeJounte get like 15 assists a night, 30 burgers every night, and then putting Devin in that starting lineup, you're seeing his development, his more minutes. Keldon's been killing it. Yeah, the Spurs are looking great after our trades. I was a big fan when we moved Derek White because I knew it was going to open up the offense more for DeJounte. 
And then we've got Primo getting serious minutes now off the bench, which is definitely important. Mm -hmm. And then we saw Josh Richardson get some burn the other night, and he was a plus 14 in just 12 minutes. And I think he's going to continue to get more and more burn the more he acclimates acclimates himself Mm -hmm. to the San Antonio Spurs. I think he's a perfect off-the-bench compliment for this team. I completely agree. Can guard one through three. Shoots the three ball really well. Mm-hmm. Season pro, been in some really good systems under some really good coaches. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Josh Richardson. It's going to be interesting to watch the end of the season play out because the Spurs the Spurs schedule is favorable. Uh-huh. I believe they only have like five games against teams that are over 500 mm-hmm. or at least currently in the playoffs. Yeah. It's really favorable schedule. And... I think that they're just playing so much better right now. I think they have a chance. Now, taking a look at the t- one of the teams that the Spurs made a deal with, that would be the Boston Celtics, the team of the Saturday morning hangover. For those of y'all that don't know, RJ and I used to love to continually root for teams outside of just San Antonio to, have, to make it fun for us to keep an eye on other things around, not just the league when it comes to the NBA, but we had the team for football. We had a college team in the Oregon Ducks. Like we wanted to solely branch out and bring in teams of the show. The Celtics were being one of them. They got off to an incredibly slow start to the season. Mm -hmm. They could not make anything work when it came down to the offense just because it was strictly going through either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum and they didn't quite know how to initiate or facilitate to get the max value involved. And that's just not who Marcus Smart is either. Marcus Smart's a bulldog defender. He's, yeah. he's a great to off guard, but he's not going to be a guy that can help set other people up. They finally got that. They finally got that in Derek White. Mm -hmm. Now, the price, if I'm a Celtics fan, seems high in terms of giving up a a first, a lottery pick from just a few years ago in Romeo Lankford and Josh Richardson, who I think is a valuable contributor off the bench to, you know, playoff teams. Yeah. But what Derek White provides the Celtics, they did not have. And it's been easy to see what Derek White's steady leadership and ability to kind of slow the pacing and get them into their sets easier. It's easy to see mm-hmm. the impact he's had so far on the Boston Celtics. Oh, yeah. Immediate you, you can impact. chalk up the the Pistons game as, eh, looked a little bit past them. It's one of the worst teams in the NBA. And, you know, we're coming up on the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I get it. You can look past the game, but since the Derek White acquisition, this team looks completely night and day different from what it did when it started the season. Agreed. Yeah. How scary are they now in the East? I mean... How fearful should they be? Other teams, when I say they. I mean, definitely fearful. You got Jason Tatum. We've seen he's easily one of the best scorers in the league. Yeah, deep bag boy. And then Jalen Brown, no slouch either. We've seen him put up 
50 bombs in his career, too. Well, the other night against the Celtics when they just, or the 76ers, when they just wrecked them. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown had, what, five threes in the first half? Yeah. He was five for five on threes? He's so good. Super underrated player. You got Rob Williams coming into his own, becoming one of the best centers in the league, especially mm-hmm. in the defensive end. And then you add Derek White to to Marcus Smart, and you have two of the best two-way guards in the entire league. Mm-hmm. It's a tough team, man. The only thing that worries me is they're just not very deep. They don't have a lot of help beyond those five guys. So we'll see. I I know they just got Daniel Tyson. He'll, hurt, he'll help them for sure. But there's not a lot of help on that bench. So if if they struggle, they're gonna like they're yeah. gonna. It'll be hard for them to work their way out of it. But that's where Derek White comes in. He's allowed them to have a little bit extra off the bench. Well, I think eventually Derek White's gonna start. I do too. But right now, yeah, working his way in, mm-hmm. being part of that second unit, and it may not be bad to have him come off the bench in terms. It just in terms of Monte Ginobili came off the bench. By the mm-hmm. way, Hall of Fame finalist Monte Ginobili. And when I look at the class that of the other 11, uh, 10 finalists with him, he is absolutely going in. There is no oh, doubt. Yeah. And he is the headline mm-hmm. of this class. He is. So, congrats, Manu. Looking forward to watching your Hall of Fame speech. But, Jason Garcia on our Facebook Live says, if the Celtics can get it together, say a top eight or top five team in the West, yeah, I get it. John Dyer says Spurs versus who in the finals. <laughs> All right. I mean, he's been terrible shooting, period. But he provides a service to where he doesn't have to be a shooter. Yeah. He is a facilitator. Mm-hmm. He is a guy that helps Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh-huh. Those are your shooters. That's yeah. who I need shooting the ball. Yeah, Derek White knows that it's better off coming out of their hands than his. Says, dare I say Derek was to Boston is what Danny, and I imagine Danny Ferry is who he's referring to. Or <laughs> No, no, I take it back. Probably Danny Green. Yes. What Danny, Danny Green, Green was to the Danny Spurs. Green, yeah. And that's a really good comparison in terms of really good defender and very good at a specific skill set. Mm-hmm. Now, the skill sets are different. <laughs> Danny's was shooting threes. That is not Derek White's skill set. <laughs> But he can get you points in the paint, and Mm -hmm. he can make life easier on Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, you know, the entirety of that team. Um, The other big trade that went down, and it looks like from what I last saw, I'm not sure if it's gone through or not yet, the Bucks are now leading contenders to get Goran Dragic after the buyout from the Rockets. Wow. That'd be a nice addition for them. Especially they just went and got Serge Ibaka, too, mm-hmm. and he's going to fit in great with them as well. It's going to be a really good team Oh yeah, in the East that they're going to have to contend with. But the other team that just made the noise, the Sixers and the Nets. And the Nets, and the Nets are sitting in the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. They still have a part-time player in Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And they still... Are without Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. I guess Ben Simmons is still dealing with some mental issues, so has not come back on the court yet. But sitting in the eight seed, 
Boston doesn't, or I mean, Brooklyn doesn't have a lot of time to figure this thing out. No. Like, they're going to have to hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. And my main concern now is how does he fit? Especially when this team is actually healthy. Like I get, I get how he fits right now. I think he fits in great when they're actually healthy. Okay, you you run a five with Kyrie, Seth Curry, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, KD, mm-hmm. and Marcus. Lamarcus Aldridge. That's four guys that can flat out shoot the ball around Ben Simmons. So mm-hmm. I think they fit in great. It's going to be a ton of space. He's not going to have to be the primary ball handler. He'll be able to just, you know, play the power forward and just pick and choose what he's got to do, but I think he's going to fit in really well. Now, his thing is he also did not like that he was a second fiddle to Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. You can argue he's a third fiddle now. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) he absolutely is. How does that fly? Because we're talking about a dude that is... He's never going to be... The first fiddle, just because he's not going to be your leading scorer. Like, but he's been the first fiddle his entire life. Yeah, I mean, he when you're 6'10 in high school and you can dribble and catch a rebound and just dunk clearly LSU? over everybody, same thing in college, but he only played like four or five games in college. I mean, yeah, he was the first fiddle, but... And for the bulk of his time, while well, Joel Embiid was hurt with the Sixers as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying... It's the NBA humbles a lot of people. It does, and he's dealing with like star stars now. Yeah, like Joel Embiid's a was a rising star. Yeah, coming into his own. Now he's MVP. Now power. he's dealing with Kevin Durant, face of the league type stars. Oh yeah, but Joel Embiid's become that as well. He has, and the question there is, they gave up a lot to acquire James Harden. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid has been playing at an MVP level. His 42-15 and 15 against Giannis in a win over the Bucs was... He's incredible, man. Incredible. He is absolutely incredible. How does Harden fit in? Because I know the, the high pick and roll, that's going to be great. I think... But I mean, what, what does it mean for Joel Embiid, though? Because he's it, the one that's playing in an, uh, in an MVP level. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really is going to take away much because... Outside of Embiid, they've only got one other like Tyrese. close to star uh, pa- pa- star caliber player, and I wouldn't even say it's Tyrese. I would say it's Tobias Harris. Okay, so there's going to be plenty. I think plenty of shots. Okay, and plenty of spacing and room for Harden to do what he's got to do. And I think he also understands. But the difference like, is Harden is very ISO heavy. Mm-hmm. Like the ball sticks with Harden. Yeah, it doesn't move around the same way. Mm-mm. So that's that's my main concern yeah, yeah. in terms of the flow of the offense. You've been doing things a certain way for this long, uh-huh. and now it's going to go into this heavy ISO screen and roll, screen and pop. You know, everything's mm-hmm. in Harden's hand for 15 seconds before the offense eventually starts to move. And I wonder how that affects Joel Embiid. I mean, that they're definitely going to have to adjust to that both ways, but. Harden is the best guard and when it comes to pick and roll and per like possession or whatever it is due to the analytics and then adversely Joel Embiid while he hasn't done a lot of like single high pick and roll on this team so far this year but when they do 
do that, he is the like leader in scoring per possession on mm-hmm. the pick and roll. So yes, I think it's going to work out great. For okay, him. Uh, I, I do too. But there is a concern when you when you do a massive shift in mm-hmm. the way an offense is happening during the middle of an MVP season for someone. Oh, I, I definitely agree. Just a concern of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason Garcia says his MVP goes to Namar DeRozan. That dude is having himself a year. Oh yeah, it's incredible to break a record that was previously held by Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah is insane to think about. Who do you have at the top of your MVP ballot right now? To me, it's Embiid. Ja. It's tough. For me, I mean, if you're going off... Jokic, DeRozan. If you're going off of team and where they stand, for me, Embiid is first. If you're going off of... Well, if you're doing team and where they stand, aren't the Bulls in first? No, the Heat are in first. Oh, right, right. Um, If you're going off numbers, nobody has better numbers than Jokic. Mm. That's, that's a bad man. If you're going off of, you know, like, just putting the team on your freaking back every no, night no, chicago's tied for first uh, i guess they just tied him for first yeah going into the all-star break then wow. it's damar for sure so uh, but there's a lot of players that you could make a case for and and as we talk about the tie for first jimmy jimmy butler's name noticeably absent mm-hmm. as the heat are sitting in first in the eastern conference his stats just aren't comparable to these other guys i get it that's what it boils down to. I get it. And we'll talk more about it coming up. As a matter of fact, Tracy McGrady said some things that have angered a lot of Spurs fans. We'll let you hear it <laughs> coming up in the next hour. But before we do, Man's we're going to take a quick break right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back into the Saturday morning. Hey, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250-1033 FM. I am James Pledger. I'm joined by my man Jack Thompson. Jack, you got plans for today? I know you went out last night, but I'm going to the rodeo tonight. Watching hoops mm-hmm. until I gotta go into work. Oh, you gotta work tonight? Mm-hmm. Ah. It's brutal. Brutal. Probably take a nap. Oh yeah, is the nap in the is the nap in the forecast? There's a fat nap in the forecast for sure. <laughs> I haven't been to the rodeo in a few years. I'm kind of excited about tonight. Not so much the the who's performing. It's Tim McGraw, I think. Yeah, but it's a box. So nice. There's gonna be some alcohol involved, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been in a while, so yeah. it'd be good to just like yeah, yeah, take in the rodeo. In a, I haven't been in a while too. I really wanted to go to Ludacris this week. Luda. I thought that would have been a dope one to go to, but he was playing in the middle of the week, and yeah. you know, some of us have to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited about tonight. I think I think the rodeo is going to be fun. It's been yeah. a hot minute. 
hit us up. I'm at I am Pledger. He is at Jack underscore Thompson thirty three. Uh, is there anything I got to look out for? Because you know it's been a few years. COVID. Like, have things changed? Is there anything I got to look out for at the rodeo? Like, is there new policies? New places to check out? Because I remember the boardwalk. I remember doing that stuff outside. And I also remember going inside for the actual rodeo. And if I remember correctly, there's actually something going on inside Freeman Coliseum as well. That's yeah. part of the it's rodeo. Been a while since I've been down there, I don't really know. I'm very excited for it though, because it's it's been a hot minute, and I do enjoy the rodeo. It's fun, mm-hmm. the bull riding, the barrel racing, like all that stuff is enjoyable. It is an enjoyable time, and it'll be good to get back out there. As we come back here on the Saturday Morning Hangover, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, the San Antonio or the Dallas Cowboys are a team that the that usually has quite a big spotlight shined on it at all times. Mm-hmm. I think that spotlight just got turned into the sun, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> because. If the allegations of what's going on at the Star in Dallas are true, how close is it to what Daniel Snyder is dealing with in Washington? And should we now be talking about the Cowboys in the same way that we talk about the Washington football team? We'll discuss next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. James Pledger, Jack Thompson. Saturday morning Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover. Right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. I am James Fletcher, joined by my man Jack Thompson. We are your hangover without the headache. Of course, the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are always open to you at 656-ESPN, 656-3776. Our number two of the hangover sees us talking about the Dallas Cowboys because America's team is never far from the spotlight, and that spotlight just got turned into the sun basically on Mercury this week as a long-form piece by Don Vanetta dropped. Basically accusing Cowboys executive vice president of uh, media relations, Rich Dalrymple, who retired earlier this month out of the blue and caught a lot of people off guard, of voyeurism with some cheerleaders and other heinous acts. Now, what's shocking to me as uh, Don Vanetta joined the Blitz this week to talk about this is this really happened in 2015. Mm-hmm. We're just now hearing about it in 2022. But it's also not something that was... While it was not talked about, it wasn't necessarily a secret. Well, yeah. that's a good question um, that you that maybe would be best answered by people in the Dallas media, because as I understand it, this uh, incident was something of an open secret among some people that cover the Cowboys um, and uh, and had never been written about and had never been divulged. So that's a very interesting question. The reason why I got involved in it is five months ago a former cowboys executive gave uh a tip to me 
that this happened, uh, among, and, and, and I and I began pursuing it and investigating it. And and uh, in November, in particular, myself and some colleagues started calling former cheerleaders uh, as well as former employees um, to try to find out, you know, if this happened. And and then once we realized it was an allegation, um, we we discovered there was a settlement. And then uh, and then you know I got a copy of the final settlement. And then once we had that. Uh, you know, we knew we had a story. So $2.4 million was paid out to four cheerleaders, each woman receiving about Mm $400,000 because one of the cheerleaders claims and alleges that she clearly saw Richard Dalrymple, the longtime senior vice president for public relations and communications, basically Jerry's right-hand man Mm -hmm. since he bought the team over 30 years ago. Standing behind a partitional in the locker room with his iPhone out, recording them while they changed clothes. He gained entry into the cheerleaders' locker room by using a security key fob. Mm-hmm. These are all things that I think that are easy to prove, dismiss, uh, backup claims. But the question is, why? Would you use the cheerleader's locker room to go? Because his excuse in the whole thing was he had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are the stars a big place. Yeah, Don Vanetta explains why Richard Dalrymple was in there. Yeah, no, that you put your finger on the exact uh, part of the story that the Cowboys could if they had that data and they or they want to release it, they could knock that down. I mean, it really comes down to two accounts. Dalrymple claims that he used a security key card to gain access to the cheerleader's dressing room because he liked to use the bathroom in there. He just happened to use it on what? December 2nd, 2015, oh. when four young women were in there. But he said as soon as he realized that, he left. So he was in there five to ten seconds by his account, roughly. Seems easy to The prove. cheerleader that found him with his camera pointed at her in her account said she heard a door open and shut. They yelled, we're in here. They thought it was a security guard. And it wasn't until several minutes later she saw a black iPhone from behind a partial wall pointed at her and her three fellow cheerleading teammates while they were getting undressed and ran toward the person holding the phone toward her and realized and recognized it was Rich Dalrymple, who she said ran away. Uh, How the the difference between five seconds and three minutes, uh, we we could figure that out. I think the Cowboys have that evidence because there's a security key card that tells you precisely when Dalrymple entered the Mm -hmm. locked Mm -hmm. dressing room. And then there's a surveillance camera outside that would see him when he was leaving. And we asked for that data and did not get it. Now, the Cowboys say they did a thorough investigation, and there's no wrongdoing here. But I think the wrongdoing, as they describe it, is they looked at Dalrymple's work-issued phone and didn't find any images of the women, either video or photos. And I think that's what they're hanging the wrongdoing on. Dalrymple doesn't dispute that he was in there, but exactly how long he was in there uh, I'm pretty certain the Cowboys have that evidence. It was part of their thorough investigation, and they refused to turn it over to us. It seems like something that you can easily prove someone's innocence with this information. 
Yep. When you're talking about key fobs, like these are recorded incidents when they're used. There's a camera that shows how long he went in mm-hmm. and the time between when he left. Seems like an easy thing to prove. Uh, yeah. If you're innocent. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys. Man's not innocent. Now, what's the thorough investigation? What? What were do you, you in cons- there? W- no. All yeah, right. that's that's kind of what it feels <laughs> yeah. like, right? And it's above and beyond that. The fact that you are the Cowboys fixer. You've been Jerry Jones make it go away guy for multiple years. I had to go to the bathroom and I like that bathroom was what that's you came up with. Already super weird. Sketch. Yeah. And I get it. Sometimes if you got to go, you got to go, right? Yeah. Like, there's nothing that can stop something that's about to come out, if you will, other than just running to the closest of the bathrooms. Yeah. Well, there was also some question called into whether, like, he had other options. I was never able to ask Rich that question. Um, that's a very good question. Very simple question. Uh, I I don't know the answer to it. He refused to be interviewed by me. He gave us a statement uh, in which he said his entry was accidental. Uh, the cheerleader who spoke to HR, you know, in our story, we have notes of a meeting. One of the cheerleaders met with Jason Cullen, the Cowboys general counsel, and the chief of HR, and from those notes, she made the point that there's a men's room 20 feet away from that rear entrance to the cheerleader's dressing room. Now, remember, guys, this happened in September of 2015. There was an earlier incident during the NFL draft of that year on April 30th, 2015, where HR investigated an allegation. They got a tip that Rich, during that draft, uh, when the right around the time the Cowboys were on the clock for their first-round draft pick, had used his iPhone to take what was described as upskirt photographs of Charlotte Jones-Anderson, an executive vice president with the Cowboys, of course, and Jerry Jones's daughter. Uh, the Cowboys told us they investigated that through HR and found no wrongdoing there. But the question that the cheerleaders' lawyers had in, in a letter that they wrote to the team is, well, you investigated Dalrymple for that, and he continued to have a security key card to the cheerleader's dressing room, which he then used a few months later on September 2nd during that kickoff luncheon. And that was something that they were prepared to make a big deal of if they were going to file a lawsuit in court. And then you can start seeing why the incentive might have been there to settle quietly and with NDAs for $2.4 million as they decided to do the following year. Okay, so there's now a second, and of course this this draft video, it's one of those things that you can't find online anymore to corroborate this anymore. Now, to be fair to Dalrymple, it was one person during a live stream that had commented about this mm-hmm. and, and said they said it's one person out of however many watched the Cowboys live stream draft war room but then again how many people are paying attention to that yeah i don't want to say that he is without a doubt guilty 
but if that's the case and this last cut by Don Vanetta, who joined the Blitz earlier this week, of course, if you want to catch it, go to our website, sasportstar.com, click on the audio vault. It is there. They were asking if there was anything else coming down the pipeline that we should probably know about if he was working on anything else as it pertains to the Dallas Cowboys. I really think that this is the story that we have the evidence to write about right now. Uh, whether or not there's a follow-up story or not, I'm not prepared to discuss that. But um, this is the story that, you know, once we got a copy of that settlement agreement and knew to the penny how much the cheerleaders were paid and their lawyers were paid, and I obtained that affidavit from that fan in Louisiana, you know, we had enough uh, hard evidence um, to ask the questions that we asked of the team, and they gave us their answers to write the story that we published yesterday. Uh, you know, whether there's a follow-up or not really depends on whether we can get that kind of evidence for another story. And, I, and I, right now I don't have it, but, uh, but we might down the road. We'll have to see how the, the work continues. It sounds a whole lot like this could be the tip of the iceberg if he continues to dig. Yep. And remember, most allegations, they all start with one. Harvey Weinstein, mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson, mm -hmm. Bill Cosby, Dan Schneider. It started with one workplace incident with the cheerleaders involving the Washington uh, now commanders, then at the time Redskins in between football team. <laughs> Having a major identity crisis up in Washington. Yes. It's okay. So... I have the, the questions uh, now as I bring up the Washington Commanders. You're hearing rumblings of media, fans, uh, just people at large calling for Dan Snyder to have to sell the team or have the team taken away from him. If it comes out that there was because this is seven years in between his retirement and these incidents and if there are more incidents that is the Cowboys fostering a behavior a culture if you will at what point do those cries for Daniel Snyder to sell the team turn into Jerry Jones sell the team because that would be, I would think, the biggest story in all of sports. Oh, absolutely. If the NFL owners started coming for Jerry Jones and requesting that he sell his team, I mean... We're talking about the most valuable franchise in all of professional sports. At over $6.9 million. Billion. Billion. Sorry, billion with a B. I, I don't know, man. That would be, that would be insane. I can't even imagine. But the way he phrased that last statement, though, it, it almost sounded like, I'm still looking for more stuff. I just don't, mm -hmm. I don't have what I had here in terms of evidence to corroborate the story. So I have to wait until I finish putting everything together. Yeah. That could be huge, and that could make this offseason and into the next season 
a very difficult one for the Dallas Cowboys. It would be interesting to hear from the Dallas Cowboys as it pertains to this story. We've heard a lot, whether it was Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, Sean Payton. Like Jerry's come out and spoke about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I have yet to hear from him in regards to this, and he usually at least comments to the media around after the draft. Yep. So if he thinks that this is just going to go away, <laughs> it may not, but I will be prepared to hear at least how the Cowboys address this issue when it's actually finally brought up in the media. Oh, yeah. This is... Guess is going to be hanging around for a while. <laughs> we appreciate you for hanging around for a while right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover. Coming up next, Tex Guerrero says Jerry Jones would die before he'd sell his team. I I get it. But, Donald, Donald Sterling didn't have a choice. Yeah, you can be forced into it. So There's a lot. And I imagine it would be a hefty legal battle that would ensue if that were the case. But I'm just saying, we're calling for Dan Snyder's head. This, as of right now, is a one-off incident of an employee that has retired and that they have settled. But if there's more, there's always the possibility that... This being a one-off incident turns into this turns into a culture, turns into all of a sudden we're hearing the same thing about Jones and the Cowboys that we're hearing about Daniel Snyder and the Commanders. Mm -hmm. It's just a possibility. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I want to talk to Jack about being a winner. I'm a winner. I feel like a winner today. I also want to thank Paul Resendez, who is... Thankfully, told me about a lot of things within the rodeo. No cash inside, all card, I'm guessing. Uh, getting there early and vendors and the Coliseum Expo Hall and stuff being moved around. Thanks for the heads up as I get ready to go to the rodeo tonight. But I want to talk to Jack because he, he wins a lot. He takes a lot of L's, but he also takes a lot of W's. Mm-hmm. Got a couple W's last night, and I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to talk about it next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I am James Pledger. I'm joined by Jack Thompson. Oh, man. I'm telling you, I am so excited. I'm so excited. This is what what it must feel like for you, because I take a lot of L's. (laughs) I take a lot of L's. I know you you and Poppy, y'all post your L's, you post your W's too. Got a couple W's last night. Nice. Remember, uh, it was probably about a month or two ago, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking on the post up about the uh, Jordan 3s, the Pines, the yeah. Pine Greens. Got them. Nice. Also, 
because these are my first threes and my first ones since I was basically a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just so hard to come by, at least in the style or color that I want. Yeah. I got the the OG one highs in the marina blue. Yep. I feel good today. <laughs> I feel good today. I love that. It's awesome. It's a, it's a win that I it makes me feel extremely good. Like I haven't had this win since I got the the Remember when Adidas did the themed Marvel crossover and mm-hmm. the, the Harden had the Iron Man shoe? Yeah, yeah. It was probably the last W I took. And I'm feeling really good about it. I'm excited. I can't wait to get these in next week. I can't wait to start just rocking them. Yeah. I'm very excited. It's been a hot minute, but Jays are going back on my feet. Love that. That's awesome. <laughs> what was the last big W you had? Man, I haven't really bought any shoes in a while, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Especially off of like sneakers app or anything. I don't mm-hmm. even really try on that anymore. I guess the last W I had was when I was in LA this past summer at the Nike outlet. That's right. And uh I found the LeBron and uh this designer named John Elliott did a collab mm-hmm. and I found those for like a hundred bucks at the outlet. So that was probably the last shoe W I had. But again, I haven't really even been looking. I haven't thrown. I mean, I'm always looking at shoes. I just haven't thrown down some serious money on some in a while. So the LA one was the last time you threw some money down on shoes. Yeah, those I think were the last shoes that I bought. That's actually shocking that it's been that long since you've... Because we're talking about this past summer, right? Yeah, 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 this past summer. So it was like July. Good Lord. I mean, I've got... I got some shoes for Christmas. It's not like I haven't got shoes since then, but Mm -hmm. I haven't bought myself any in a while. And I'll tell you, if you want some great kicks, follow Siberian Sneaks on Insta, on Twitter... Siberian Sneaks, he's got the hookup when it comes to a lot of these shoes, and he can he can get you going. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But I finally finally got a big win. I was very excited about it. Gonna have some J's on my feet again. Love that. Makes me extremely happy. Hell yeah. Especially because we see all these shoes. Like, today's the day that Cardinal Red drops that we talked mm-hmm. about last week on the post-up. Yep. That Cardinal Red Jordan 3 drops today, and that is a sexy shoe. <laughs> that is a sexy shoe. Uh, I And, man, they do so much with the universities now, too, when it mm-hmm. comes to the Jays. Yep. And that light blue, that baby blue, that Carolina blue. Undefeated. Sick. So nice on shoes, man. So sick. I, and I love it in all instances. Like, we talked about the ice tray shoe a while mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Because it had that kind of Carolina frosty yeah, yeah. blue with the icy So Like, that was a clean look. Oh, yeah. So, you're right. That 
that always looks good. Carolina man. blue it always looks good. Always looks good. There's something about the way that it just it goes with almost anything. Literally goes with almost anything. This is a Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I'm James Pledger. He's Jack Thompson. We're going to get into the All-Star Weekend because our man, DeJounte Murray, is hitting things up tomorrow. We'll let you know our picks on who our favorites in the dunk contest, three-point contest, skills contest as we come back. But most importantly, what do we expect to see from DeJounte on Sunday night? Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it next right here on the Saturday morning. Hey, we're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back into the Saturday morning. hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm James Fletcher. He's Jack Thompson. Thanks for riding along with us this morning. Our man Batello Franklin says on our Facebook live feed that his last W was the Yeezy 350 inference. Dope. That is dope. Look, you can join us a multitude of ways. You can join us on 1250 on the AM. You can join us on 103.3 FM. Of course, we made that switch from 94.5 at the beginning of the month. You can join us on our Facebook live feed. You can join us on our YouTube live feed. Just search San Antonio Sports Star. You can get us any which way you want. All-Star Weekend is here, though, and we finally got our All-Star. Our All-Star, that being DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray is an All-Star, and I just have a question hypothetically right now for you, Jack, because Mm -hmm. I look at no Spurs and the Rising Stars, no Spurs and the Skills Challenge, no Spurs and the Dunk Contest, no Spurs and the Three-Point Contest. DeMar DeRozan couldn't get into the All-Star game last year, or the last couple of years. Yeah. And... I look at it, and DeMar DeRozan is now the number one vote-getter in the Eastern Conference for the backcourt. He Patty Mills leaves San Antonio automatically in the three-point t- contest his first year out. DeJounte Murray could not get in to the All-Star game. It took Draymond Green mm-hmm. lobbying for him to get yeah. re- the injury replacement nod. It feels like to me. Yeah, yeah. Is San Antonio slighted right now? And is that a good look for the future for San Antonio in terms of luring people to come here or people even wanting to stay here? I mean, yeah, San Antonio definitely is slighted. We've got the talent on the team. I Like you said, DeJounte should have been immediately voted in. Devin Vassell should have been in the Rising Stars. And Keldon, yeah. I mean, for a while, was leading the whole league in three-point percentage per game. So the proof is right there that we're slighted for sure. And it is definitely not a good look. I mean, Or is it just because they're a bad team right now? It's, that's part of it. But there are players on bad teams who are also in this. So. Sure. 
like the rising stars challenge has nothing to do with whether you're on a good team or bad team. I mean, there were Houston Rockets players in the rising stars Mm -hmm. challenge. So can't say anything there. And then of course the three point contest has nothing at all to do with your record. Yeah. So Sadiq Bay, Cade Cunningham. So, I mean, it, and those two have nothing to do with your record. The rising stars in the three point. But All-Star, I mean, I get that wins and losses has something to do with it, but it's really what bothers me is 70, what is it? I think it's 50% of the All-Star voting is fan vote. Ridiculous. So, yeah, so that ruins it for, I mean, so many players. And then us being in San Antonio, yeah, not being good, not getting any nationally televised games so no one sees us playing it's not a good look for sa for sure that's definitely a detriment to our recruiting process and bringing people over here john dyer says the nba caters too much to big markets that's why they're so far behind the nfl in popularity i get that i get that but the nfl every game matters too so Mm -hmm. there's a tuesday nights in yeah milwaukee that are still a thing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I think it's why the the NBA is a moneymaker because it plays 82 games the same way Major League Baseball is a moneymaker because it plays 162 games and sells local TV rights. Mm-hmm. The NFL sells one big media package. Yep. Mm. You can come get it. <laughs> There's no individual markets, no individual teams selling things like that. That's what makes the NFL different. But the NBA, man, at least it feels like does not care about the San Antonio Spurs. No. In the slightest. Mm-mm. Speaking of which, though, thank you, Draymond Green, Team Clutch Sports, advocating that DeJounte Murray be an all-star, getting him to take your spot. DeJounte Murray will be playing, and... The guy that we possibly thought was going to take the step into all-star realm after his Olympic run with the team, mm-hmm. Keldon Johnson, he was talking after the Thunder game as the Spurs go into the all-star break about what he expects to see from DeJounte on Sunday night. Uh, you know, I hope he's like, throw it out the backboard windmill, throw it out the backboard between the legs. It's something crazy, you know, so I can go crazy. You know, I'm, you know, I'm more than happy for him. You know, I'm glad. I mean, he worked so hard for for this moment, you know, and uh, I mean, many more to come for him. I mean, if you see his work ethic, you see the time he put in, uh, it's amazing. So uh, my hat goes off to DJ. Uh, I'm glad that uh, and blessed that he's my point guard and also he's like a big brother to me and uh, guided me through my career. So, um, you know, from day one, I've been saying DJ All-Star. And uh, I mean, he's getting what he deserves. He's getting his flowers and uh, I'm more than happy for him. And uh, I'm behind him 100% the whole way. That would be dope to see. That would bring some. That would be bring some at least eyes to the San Antonio market. I think if during the All Star game, Dejounte throws it off the backboard and goes between the legs or something. Yeah, that would be ins- that would be insane. <laughs> that would be so dope. <laughs> but what can we truly expect from Dejounte tonight? Outside of like a wild play, like what what do you think his stat line is? In terms of minutes, points, assists, he's not giving me an MVP, I don't think. 
No, I don't Usually think those... he'll get enough minutes yeah. to be the MVP. I don't know. I really have no idea. I uh, think he could get something like seven points, yeah, five boards, six assists. Mm-hmm. Like in 15 to 20 yeah, minutes, right? Something like that, yeah. Some modest numbers. I think it'll be good, but I do think they're I do think we're going to see something wow out of him though. I hope so. I think we're going to get a breakaway, we're going to get some kind of massive dunk. I mm-hmm. think we're going to get something out of him. Just really because so. that would be sick. It is his first All-Star game, right? Mhm. Somebody's going to make that lazy pass. Yep. You're going to see him just poke it out mm-hmm. and get a breakaway. I think there's going to be a wow moment for DeJounte. I really do. I hope there is. Spurs are rebuilding their roster. If they build a contender, they will get respect. Truth. That's how it happened with the originals. That's how it happened with David. That's how it happened with Tim. That's how it happened with Manu and Tony. Problem is... Y'all got to understand, to build a contender, you've got to suck for a couple years. Sometimes. (laughs) But I, I really like the makeup of this team. Yeah. And now you have assets to possibly flip those mm-hmm. into maybe you can acquire a DeAndre Ayton for three first-round picks and they'll sign and trade his rights away after maxing him out. Possibility. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Phoenix does it or not. I think they keep him personally. Yeah, I think they do too. But, you know, Sarver his own problems within his organization. Maybe he doesn't want to venture into that luxury tax threshold. So it's going to be interesting to see. There are other players that could be signed and traded for. Carl Anthony Towns, who's in the three-point competition tonight, Mm -hmm. is a name that has been bandied about for San Antonio. Do you think you're three first this year? Some unprotected uh, future picks or heavily, highly top three type protected future pick could get the job done for a Carl Anthony Towns in the offseason if he's looking to move out? Maybe, maybe. I've never been a huge cat fan, though. Even even in Kentucky? It's just something about him just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly. Just Mm -hmm. never been a big fan. I mean, he is kind of what we've... kind of a whiner. He is, but at the same time, he is kind of exactly what we've oh, talked yeah. about they need. Yeah, I mean, and every team could use big, that player like him. him. Yeah. I mean, you make it sound like, why would we even chase him? No, he's really good. Yeah, he's a really good player. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've never really liked him. Just not his game, just like him. Ooh, actually, I need to look this up right this second, because that could be something to look for t- in tomorrow night's All-Star game. What? Are Carl Anthony Towns and DeJounte Murray on the same roster? Because if they are, look how those two play together. <laughs> that could be interesting, well, yeah, right? I, I, DJ can play with anybody. Well, exactly. But it would, I don't know, possible glimpse at the future, baby? It would be fun to, as a matter of fact, as I look at it, Carl Anthony Towns and DeJounte Murray right there next to each other. Very nice. On Team Durant. (laughs) 
You can see the wheels turning up there. <laughs> you can see the wheels mm -hmm. turning as you think about the possibility of a Keldon Vassell, Carl Anthony Towns, DeJounte Murray-led roster. It's interesting, for sure. I don't know about just three picks is a lot. It would likely take five and some pick swaps. Yep. I would imagine. It would take more than three. Just a lot. Would you do it? I don't know. I really don't. Would you do the three for a DeAndre Ayton? I don't know. Because Carl Anthony would take more. But remember, you've got a war chest now. You've got your own. You've got three this year. You've got the Bulls in 2025. You've mm -hmm. got the, the pick swap with Boston in 2028. Yeah. It's tough, man, because if we play out the draft right, I mean, we could come home with, I don't know, Keegan Murray. Harrison Ingram and Walker Kessler. Sure. And that sounds a little more enticing than just DeAndre Ayton or just Carl Anthony Towns. I get it. You're also talking about former number one overall picks I'm, yeah, and all stars same. versus guys two that you don't know what they are. Two former overall, one overall, overall picks that have not really panned out to be the players that they were thought were going to be, though. I think Call of Duty Towns is a lot of what we thought. When he was, was he be. drafted? What year? Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah. I had to 20... have been 2015? Yeah. And what is he? A two-time All-Star at number one overall pick? You're telling me that's panned out the way everyone thought it was going to be? He's 26 years old. 2015. Finished was... in 2015 at Kentucky, yeah. Yeah, so he was drafted seven years ago and mm -hmm. has been an All-Star twice maybe three times i mean that's hard to say exactly you're getting exactly what you wanted out of them i get it he's also been in minnesota what's been around him <laughs> i mean andrew wiggins anthony edwards DeAndre anthony Sloan edwards Russell. has only been for two years though i know this i'm year just saying he's year. he's had they've had players. He is a three-time All-Star in seven years. Three-time All-Star in seven years. I and mean, made a playoff. He's been to the playoffs. I didn't expect that, actually, looking so. at his bio. I don't remember the Timberwolves being a playoff team in the in the last seven years. Sorry, because they got swept. Well, sure. I'm not saying they were a good I know. I, I mean, I'm just saying, he, ha in terms of being a number one pick... It's just saying, I'm, it hasn't exactly panned out the way I'm sure that they thought. I get it, but... We ain't getting Levine. <laughs> Don't even put that in your head. Don't even put that in your head. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> We're not getting Levine. Why not? Look where he's at right now. Yeah, why not? He's first in the East right now. We're like... 14th in the West. We're only two games <laughs> back of 10th. So we're we're 12th. 11th. Two games back of 10th. No, 10th is the last play in tournament spot. Yes. And then there's 
one team below that and then us is there not we're the next in line mm. we're just two games back got you still don't levine <laughs> don't do that to yourself spurs fans why it's not going to happen. Let them have hope. We finally got trades this year at the deadline. They have the all these it's draft baby steps, assets. Man. Baby, you can't be taking these exponential steps like this. We we got our picks. We made some moves. To go, to think that suddenly Zach Levine's going to be like, you know what? I like what they're doing down there. I don't know. A lot better than here. Is he playing here. with DeJounte tonight? We can find out. <laughs> He's not even... I thought Zach Levine was hurt too. But he's he he wanted to play in the All Star game, so I think that his return is mm. during All Star weekend because he's playing in the three point competition. Yeah, that's right. I know. I just thought about that too. So that's, I guess Van Vliet's doing the same thing. That's kind of messed up. Six five six ESPN six five six three seven seven six on the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines. He is Jack Thompson. I am James Pleasure. We're gonna put a bow on this show and get you ready for the post up coming up at the top of the hour. That's all coming up right here on the Saturday morning hangover. San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM twelve fifty one zero three three FM. <laughs> Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I am James Pledger. I'm joined by Jack Thompson. Of course, the post-up is coming your way at the top of the hour. We get you caught up on everything in the NBA, college hoops. That is right. This is a big weekend. We are just a few weeks away from March Madness, baby. Incredible news. <laughs> Got some big games on the docket today, including one that's tipping off here in about 30 minutes between the Longhorns and Red Raiders, 20 versus 11. That game down in Austin. Tech might be my favorite team There's, to watch. They are a lot better than I thought they would be this year. They are so rugged and so tough. All they do is fly to the ball and hustle. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have a point guard on their team. They don't. Which concerns me a tad in the tournament. Oh, absolutely. But the fact that they make up... I mean, when Kevin McCullers is healthy, he runs the point for them. But goodness, I love that team. Low housekeeping. Gerald Glenn says, be careful. Cat plays a little bit like LaMarcus Aldridge. Of course, he uh, Lamar Holtz brought up Zach Levine. <laughs> Little Chris says, Kaz been a great player every single year, averaging over 20 points a year since coming into the league in 2016. Great player, just had no help all this time. I agree. Kat's been a great player, I believe. He's just... Like a lot of people view the Spurs from outside of San Antonio, that's how most of the world views the Timberwolves outside of Minnesota. It's a point. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I mean, I I'd take twenty and ten. He's and good. He's good. Three blocks he's a game. Good. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying I've never been a fan. Fred Cazares says, "Morning. Hopefully there will be baseball. Ah, yes." Baseball. 
Spring training is un. Oh no, it's not. That's right. There is a lockout going on right now. They haven't even finished free agency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there is an issue they need to have resolved by March fifth, right now, according to reports, in order to start the season on time. Can baseball survive something that either drastically cuts the season short? or doesn't get going on time. I think baseball would at least television-wise thrive with a shorter season. Okay. And remember, we got that during the pandemic. Yeah. In 2020, we got the short season. Yeah. Just 100 and what is what did you say 60 games? Like that's freaking insane. So, Quinn Hudson, our rock the mic champ, says CKG and Kevin Love for Minnesota receipts. What? What about him? Uh, last I they remember, when K Love was on Minnesota, he was giving you thirty and thirty some nights. So, <laughs> dude was a menace on the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. and we all know about KG. And I would take both of them over Carl Anthony Towns. Just saying, I think he'd look good in silver and black. He's a he's a piece that feels like would mesh well with this team. We'll talk about more coming up on the post up. He is Jack Thompson. I am James Pledger. Follow us on Twitter. I am at I am Pledger. He is at Jack underscore Thompson thirty three. We'll be right back with the post up coming up right after this on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM twelve fifty and one zero three three FM. 